Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Main Street Finance Podcast. I am, of course, Alex, your host, and this week, I want to talk about how a government borrows money. Over the last few years, American citizens have been bombarded with content about government spending and the national debt. But how does a government get a loan? Well, today's episode is about government bonds and how debt for a country works. So stick around. You're listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast, where we take the Wall Street bull by the horns to help you achieve your financial goals. Whether it's budgeting, investing, or financial independence, we tackle the big questions in the pursuit of financial literacy. And now, your host. All right, so how does a government get debt? Smaller government agencies such as towns, cities, counties, and even states can get regular old bank loans to finance projects just like you or I can. Although the process is a bit different, bigger groups of government such as states and the national government typically gets their extra funding through issuing bonds. Let's go ahead and cover bank loans first. For a normal person, if you wanted a loan, you would simply walk into a bank, ask to speak to a loan officer, Then you would have a conversation about how much money you wanted, what you're going to do with the money, and all sorts of other stuff. In the United States, that is typically not how a government agency does business. Many areas across the country have laws that state that a government agency must get bids from different sources for any kind of project they want to take on or anything that's going to cost a lot of money, and then they have to choose the lowest of those bids. This is to prevent the government from having a favorite bank or be accused of getting bribed in order to get the loan or product from one company or bank versus another. This bidding system is also to make sure that the government isn't overpaying for what they need. Let's go ahead and take an example of something that actually happened, but I'm going to go ahead and change all of the numbers to make sure it's a little bit easier to follow. A state government wanted to expand a portion of the interstate highway from two lanes to four lanes, The builder was already selected and the cost for construction was already set. The last step for the state to figure out was the financing. Instead of issuing bonds, the state government reached out to about a dozen different banks and sent out what is known as a request for a bid. Essentially, it's a piece of paper that says the state government of blank is going to be blank, in this case, expanding the interstate from two lanes to four lanes from this location to this location. To do this project, we are going to need $50 million at an interest rate of no more than 4% and a loan term of at least 10 years. What is the best offer that you can give us? Each bank is going to see that and then write up a formal bid. It will say something like, ABC Bank is willing to loan you $50 million for 15 years at an interest rate of 3.5%. The state is going to take all these bids, open them at the same time, and then choose whichever one is the best. In this case, the best means some mix between the lowest interest rate and the longest term of the loan. For those of you that don't know offhand, the longer the term of a loan, the lower your payments will be. This is because you're paying back the same amount of money, but you're doing it over a longer time frame. Since there's more months that you're making payments, the payments will be lower. So that is how a small government agency typically gets a bank loan. I'm pretty sure you all didn't turn on this episode to hear about what states and cities do, but consider this to be a good side conversation you can now bring up at parties with your friends. Now, for the main entree of the week, how a national government gets money loaned to them? Well, the answer is simpler than you imagine. They issue bonds. Governments and corporations issue a huge majority of the total bond market. Governments are, of course, a large portion of that. For those of you that don't know how bonds work, I'm going to give a quick and dirty interview here, but if you want a more detailed explanation, 
be sure to check out my episode number 14 where I talk about bonds in depth. In short, bonds are debt. Each bond is typically for a small dollar amount, usually $100 or $1,000, but millions of them can be issued at one time. Each bond is created with an interest rate and a term. The term can be anything from a month to 100 years. Interest on a bond is typically paid out every six months. But even though bonds are debt, unlike most loans, they are not paid down over time. Bond payments only consist of interest until they're paid off in full with one big payment. For example, let's say you buy a one-year government bond with a face value of $1,000 and an interest rate of 10%. Well, 10% on a $1,000 bond means that you would receive $100 in interest every year. And if you're going to be paid out twice a year, that means you are going to be receiving a $50 check every six months. Typically, when this is done, your last interest payment is put together with getting your principal back or the money you paid to buy the bond. In this case, you would buy the bond in January, receive a $50 check in June because it's about six months in, and then you'd receive a second check the following January for $1,050. You get $1,050 because it's been a year, so you get your $1,000 back, and they still owe you the interest on that last six months. So that's the quick and dirty explanation of how bonds work. Governments pay off and sell bonds all the time to keep money moving and keep it coming in as it's needed. The U.S. government typically sells bonds every week, if not every other week. Keep in mind that they've been doing this for decades. So just about every week, the government is paying off old bonds while at the same time taking on new ones or issuing bonds. How a government either takes on more debt or starts paying down on their debt is decided every week. If the government pays off more bonds than they issue in a certain week, then they're paying down debt. If the government issues more bonds than they pay off, well, then the government is going deeper into debt. The U.S. government in particular has been very fond of doing it this way for the last 20 years. With governments both paying off and issuing more debt every week, it's kind of hard to follow. But imagine it like this. You are in a boat on a lake, and the boat has holes in it. Well, water is constantly flowing into the boat, but you have your trusty bucket. So you're doing your hardest to scoop out or bail your water out as it's coming in. Well, if you're bailing out water as fast as it's coming in, well, then nothing's changed. You have the same amount of water in the boat. What's important here is your bailing speed versus the speed that the water is coming into your boat that determines whether or not you sink. Weekly bond payoffs and issuing works in similar fashion. If they're paying off more bonds than they issue, well, then there's less and less water in the boat, meaning that they're paying off more and more debt. But if you do it the opposite way, well, then they're paying off less debt than they're issuing, which means they're getting deeper and deeper into debt. A national government can theoretically issue as many bonds as they want. However, supply and demand is a big factor that can drastically affect how expensive or cheap that debt can be. In the U.S., you can buy government bonds through a broker or directly from the U.S. Treasury. You can do this at the very appropriately named website, treasurydirect.gov. Feel free to poke around there and see all the information they give you. I highly recommend that because there is a lot of great educational content on there. Now, before you go poking around looking into the world of treasury bonds, I do need to give you a bit of a vocabulary lesson before setting you loose. There are three types of treasury securities you can purchase from the U.S. government. They are all mostly the same, except the term is different. Now, first you have treasury bills then you have treasury notes, and finally treasury bonds. Again, structurally, all three of these are bonds. They're basically the same. The name just tells you what the term might be. Treasury bills are government bonds that expire in a year or less. 
Treasury notes expire in a range of two years to 10 years, and Treasury bonds are issued for either 20 years or 30 years. Of the three, Treasury bills are the most interesting to me because they're all zero coupon bonds. Now, longtime listeners of the show will know what a zero coupon bond is because I addressed it back in episode 20. Essentially, zero coupon bonds do not pay any interest. Instead, you make all of your money by buying the bond for less than the face value, and then you receive the full amount when the bond matures. For example, a treasury bill might be a $1,000 treasury bill, but you can purchase it for $950. What happens there is you give the government $950 today, and they're going to give you $1,000 in a year. That would be a $50 return on your $950 investment, which comes out to a 5.3% return. Personally, I think treasury bills are interesting because they don't have an interest rate. Instead, treasury bills are all auctions. So whoever bids the highest wins the bond, but because they paid the highest, that means they also get the lowest interest rate, which is funny to me because technically there is no interest rate. There is simply a rate of return. So that is how a government takes on debt. They can either raise money through issuing bonds or they can get a bank loan like anybody else. Before we go, I do want to take a minute and let y'all know that over this coming weekend is the podcast's one-year anniversary. I published my first episode on May 16th of 2020, and now here we are one year later. It's been a fun time, and I hope it's been a very educational year for all of you. As always, feel free to shoot me any episode ideas or questions that you may have, and I will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast. Have a question on today's topics or have suggestions for future episodes? Send an email to mainstfinance at gmail.com. Sharing is caring, so if you learned something new and useful today, make sure you share with friends and family. Don't forget to like and subscribe to be notified of new episodes. For demonstrations and more examples, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. We'll see you next time.